0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That's Scottie Pippen from the Dan Patrick Show. Scottie Pippen, is, he, he went all day long on him. I spit hot fire because he went on the Dan Patrick Show and spit hot, flaming fire. Uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin. I'm Brian Custer, in for Zubin. Of course, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear Uh, on the Goodyear hotline. So, um, Scottie Pippen was on the Dan Patrick Show uh, talking about um, some liquor, that he has a book, uh, and and obviously the GQ article that he was in last week uh, where he was asked about refusing to go into that playoff game back in 1994 against the Knicks. And Phil Jackson, of course, called to play for Tony Kukoc to take the final shot, made the shot. Mm -hmm. Um, Pippen uh, responded Uh, Of course, in the article with this quote, "Uh, I don't think it's a mystery that you need to read between the fine lines. It was my first year playing without Michael Jordan. Why wouldn't I be taking the last shot? I've been through all the ups and the downs, the battles with the Pistons, and now you're going to insult me and tell me to take it out. I thought it was a pretty low blow. I felt like it was an opportunity to give coach a rise. It was a racial move to give him a rise. After all, I have been through with this organization. Now you're going to tell me to take the ball out and throw it to Tony Kukoc. Are you insulting me? That's how I felt, um, end quote. So, you know, Scotty was asked on the Dan Patrick show about that part where he says it was racial uh, to give him, Kukoc, a rise uh, take a listen to the exchange between Scottie Pippen and Dan Patrick. But have you talked to Phil about this? Because it, by saying a racial move, then you're, you're calling Phil a racist.
1: I don't got a problem with that.
0: Do you think Phil was or is?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that, you know? I think he tried to expose Kobe in a way that he shouldn't have. You're the head coach, and you're the guy that sits in the locker room and tells the players this is a circle, and everything stays within the circle because that's what team is about. But you as the head coach open it up. And now you go out and you try to belittle, at that time, probably one of the greatest players in the game.
0: So there's the exchange uh, between Dan Patrick and Scottie Pippen. You know, this is an interesting one because we got to unpack here because there's really two things. there. There's the being called a racist uh, that we need to talk about. Uh, and also just about his point of where he felt like this was the way the organization feel was using it to uplift basically Tony Kukoc. Uh, so let's start, let's start there. Uh, what'd you think about that?
2: You know, I, I, okay, let's, let's start on the uplifting of Tony Kukoc. Yeah. I could clearly understand where Scotty Pippen, the player mm-hmm. would feel like based on what he said in his comments, that he had been there. He had gone through ups and downs and been there to help lift up the Bulls. Michael retired And it was his turn. Right. He didn't get the opportunity, but he did get the opportunity. He took two shots in the game late and missed them both. So naturally you would say, okay, coach believes in me. I'm going to still get a shot at the third shot. But now Phil Jackson is making a decision along with his staff to draw up whatever it was for Scotty to be a decoy and Tony to take the shot based on coaching. Hey, we're going to fool him yeah. and make him think you're the guy because everybody assumes you're the guy because you've been taking the last couple shots. Let's go to Tony. So I can understand how Pip would feel based on that. It's my time now. Right. I've waited in line to become the guy, instead of always being the second guy. Now it's my time. And you've you've had something similar. You've been in a situation where you felt like, whoa, it's the end of the game. This is a big game. I've been in those situations. We were in Indianapolis in '99. Uh, I think it was about a 12th or 13th game of the year, and a timeout was called, and we went to the sideline. We made an adjustment. The coaches decided to put me on the perimeter on the outside rather than in the slot and throw the ball down the seam to wanker bat. And I said to myself, okay, I get it. I, I get what they're doing. At that point, Key, did you say, what the heck? Are-? I didn't even think about it other than them not giving me the football. I never even thought about race or yeah. none of that because we, we didn't operate like that. Okay. Coach Parcells, that wasn't even, that wasn't even something that – what you would even think about it. Okay. I I thought about did they lose their damn mind. So you thought... because you, they need to give me the ball. Right. Instead of giving the ball to somebody else. So your trainer thought went to But I n- understood that I needed to be the decoy okay. to lift the coverage. Even though I understood that I did my job at the same time I'm like, they don't you I understand. Still Had, come to me. I can still make the I can me, make the play. But that that was my mindset. I didn't think Todd Haley and Charlie Weiss and Dan Henning them sat over there as all white coaches and said, Ooh, we going to get a ball to the white dude. Yeah. So now New York can go crazy. Yeah. I never, th- That wasn't yeah. something to think about, but I was not inside Pippen's locker room. I didn't fly on the plane with Pippen and the Chicago bulls. So I don't know from a race standpoint right. of what Phil Jackson may have said, done, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. So, Scotty feels that way at that time. That is the way he felt. You heard him say he had a chance to walk it back with Dan Patrick. He said, no. Mm -hmm. He said, absolutely. That's the way he feels. So, you cannot question the way he felt at that time or feels about Phil Jackson because we were not in that locker room. You know, coaches sometimes do things to outsmart themselves and put themselves in positions to make people think, a certain way about them. When you take about rising a player up, you take, for instance, the worst player in the history of football. Can't stand it. Hate watching the highlight and I didn't even play for Seattle. Seattle against New England in the Super Bowl. Turn around and hand the damn ball to Marshawn Lynch and score and go home with another trophy. Instead, Marshawn Lynch had had some issues along the way with the coaching staff and Pete and all these dudes. It has been said out there many times over that they wanted to... Turn the team over to Russell Wilson. And it was time for Russell Wilson to be the guy. So we dialed up a pass play instead of a running play, thinking, one, we're going to fool the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. Two, it gives Russell Wilson an opportunity to uplift him, and now it's Russell Wilson's team. And the identity is now about Russell Wilson. Pete, and and at the time, I believe it was Daryl Bevel, outsmarted themselves calling the plays trying to be cute Yeah. instead of just turning the ball and handing it off. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch had got you down there the entire time. Unlike Scottie Pippen, where if Scotty makes those shots, maybe field draws it up differently. But when he missed the two, he gives Coach another opportunity to hit the shot. Where had Marshawn Lynch not got them down there by running the ball and he was being stuffed and they went to the pass, I would have been like, oh, okay, I see why. But it made no sense. So I can understand where Scotty is coming from. I don't understand why he would say racism is involved. A racist, uh, uh, racism is involved for Tony to take the shot because you can't walk that back, man. When you start saying somebody is racist, you better know for a fact because I ain't gonna never call you racist unless I know, unless I definitively know. Yes, there are there is coded language that's out there that's used in professional sports. People say things, okay. On television, on radio, fans say things, front office people say things. They do things that make you think, what's with that? That you wouldn't ask somebody else that question or you wouldn't say about somebody else. Scott uh, Phil Jackson did it with LeBron James now. He said posse when LeBron was in Miami about his posse and Maverick Carter and Rich Paul that he wants to travel with his posse. posse. Right. You don't need to use that word, especially when you're talking about a bunch of young black, powerful men that are trying to uplift themselves in a community. So when you start diving into those sort of things, it becomes a slippery slope for you. So I could see where Phil Jackson or, or Scottie Pippen may think a certain way about a guy that he spent his, most of his career
0: with Right. Maybe culturally insensitive, but those are cold words, especially for brothers. When you say posse and things you're referring to us, like, oh, well, no, no, no. This guy is a certified agent. This guy is yeah. a businessman. Yeah. Come on now.
2: Because you wouldn't, call, you wouldn't call certain people that are in business that happen to run in packs of crowds right. posses. You right. would say – that's his business partner. Right. Or, or that's his agent or, him or his they assistant. work together yep. and that's his assistant. Right. You, you wouldn't call them those type of words. And I think that was a very valuable lesson at that time. Or at least I think it was a valuable lesson at that time for Phil Jackson. Who
0: knows? Uh, let's get some more perspective on this. And joining us on the Goodyear hotline is a man who uh, played in the NBA. He uh, obviously played for the Clippers and the Suns. He's uh, one of the co-hosts of the Knuckleheads podcast that he does with Darius. I'm doing this, Qu- Quentin. By the way, I'm sitting here hitting the forehead. Uh, Quentin Richardson joins us uh, here on KJZ. How you doing, Quentin? I'm good. I'm good. Appreciate y'all having me. Q, great to have you on. You give us some perspective here. You're you from Chicago, so uh, you Where know, your posse at, man? No, I'm just <laughs> 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 Where do you fall in on this? Be, hearing what Scotty uh, not only said about you know uplifting Ku but felt like Phil Jackson was racist. Where, where'd you fall when you heard all of this? Um, when it comes to
1: stuff like this, man, I tend to. Uh, you know, kinda of play play the background because, you know, I don't personally know Phil. I haven't spent any of the time that Scotty has spent with him. So, you know, as far as the whether Phil is racist or not, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't had many, you know, personal experiences like that with him. But uh when it comes to stuff like this, man, Scotty is somebody who I grew up watching every day. You know, one of the reasons I love to play basketball, I went on to play basketball. When it comes to all this kind of stuff and I'm not informed enough, I kind of just sit and, and watch it play out. And, you know, I just hate to see somebody who I idolize, you know, being in this type of storm in the media and stuff like that where he's being criticized. Scotty Pippen is, a, is one of my, you know, probably top two, top three favorite all-time players right there behind MJ. So, for me, I kind of just... Sit and watch how it plays out, and, and hope everything works its way out between all of the legends involved with Phil, Scotty, and Michael, and all of the stuff that's going on.
2: Yeah, I I'd, I'd take the same approach too, because much like you just said, Q, I don't know Phil like that. I ain't really had much dealings yeah. with him. I ain't in yeah. the locker room. I don't know Scotty's experience with him. If Scotty feel that way, then that's the way Scotty feels. Other people may not necessarily feel that way. You know, it's just. It's unfortunate that this is the type of conversation that we're having based on what Scotty is saying and feeling some type of way. In the end, not only about the way he was treated, but also about the shot. So it's kind of like, you know, we move on from there. I explain my thoughts about it and how sometimes coaches do certain things that make people feel a certain way and players do certain things that make a person feel a certain way. And so there we have it, Q. I mean, that's just. Yeah, I, I think what it is. would
1: be it would be wrong for us to try to you know try to predict or or, or give our opinions when, like you said, Keyshawn, we don't know feel on that level, and we don't know we don't we don't know that much. So, I mean, it would just be, in my opinion, ignorant for me to try and make some type of a comment or or whatever it may be because I don't think I'm nowhere near informed enough about that whole scenario.
2: Well, let me see if you're informed about this and you up on this speed of the game, the Clippers. Got one last night. Paul George dropped 41 on the head, your former team. But then let me ask you, what's the difference in the tempo? Because you played the guard position and pushed the ball up and down the floor. When Chris Paul is on the floor versus when he's
1: off the floor. Um, I think obviously, I mean, the one thing that we know about Chris Paul, when he's on the floor and he's in the game, he's going to, for the most part, have the ball in his hand and be commanded and, and, and setting the table for everybody. So I think that's a, that's an obvious difference from when you saw the one game when, you know, campaign went out there and he had a great game and the ball was flying all over the place. I mean, you can look at that however you want to, but I don't, I don't really believe that that's a bad thing. It's that That's the way Chris Paul c- controls the tempo. That's much like LeBron. I mean, when you think about LeBron, would you rather him have the ball or not have the ball? You'd rather LeBron have the ball. And some players, I mean, I think Chris and Paul, I mean, Chris Paul and LeBron are similar in that in that um, regard that they they they're ball dominant players that still facilitate and, and, and you know set the table for their team. So I mean, that's just the way he plays.
2: Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast with his posse, um, <laughs> joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, Exuberant. You know, I'm stupid, man. I just always I always got to have fun. How much? How much doubt? When you down or you up in something and all of a sudden somebody closes the gap on you, how much doubt creeps in the mind of you and your team like the Suns where they're up all of a sudden they're getting ready to close it out three one, they are getting ready to go home, and now it's three two and they're going back to Staples center. Is there doubt now, like, oh my God, we getting ready to screw this up?
1: Um, I think I think for sure, I think Keisha, you know this, you play, I mean, being in that locker room, I think it's a it's a end it's some individual case to case scenario. I mean I think you got some players on the team where yeah that doubt could start to creak in and they start to get nervous or whatever. But I think you got some people on, on the team and I I d I can't identify which players are which, but I think you got some guys is, you know, from my experience that don't don't matter what happens, they they confidence is unshaken. Like, nah, oh, we got this. And then you know some people there's just nervous that, that something's gonna happen. Like, come on, man, we got. So it's like I think it's a case-to-case scenario with with guys. I think experience in those situations has helped. I think the Clippers being down o two o two and being you know Ty Lue having the experience with being down in situations. I think. In this postseason itself, like them getting down in this series, I don't think they were as phased as they maybe would have been last year because they had been through it a couple times and already overcame it. So they knew that they could do it and they had seen what it looked like to do it before. So I think those type of things change the outlook on, on with different guys.
0: So, Q, then let's talk about Paul George because he, he throws down a 41-piece, 13 boards. Now, listen. Um, you, you can, there's so many people when you say Paul George, boy, the haters come out. They say, well, what about the two free throws? <laughs> right. You missed the two free throws. They, they don't even mention the eight straight points he, he had made in that game. And yes, mm-hmm. he did miss the two free throws at the end. Uh, and you know, they talk about well, he didn't shoot it well in game four, but this guy, when you look at what he's done for the most part of, of the playoffs, especially this season, do you think he has changed the narrative? Finally for Paul George.
1: Listen man, I don't I don't know what the masses and what the you know what the people think and whether he's changed their mind. For me, he never needed to change my mind. I knew the player that Paul George was. I know he was a superstar in his league. Did he need to, you know, make up for for whatever was his performance last year? I mean, let's get it let not get it twisted. Sometimes superstars don't
2: I think we might have I think he might have dropped. Yeah. I think we lost Q there. Um but look he, he he raises he raises a good point
0: because you know look uh, he, no,
1: you no. you good? Uh yeah, I'm good. Yeah. We dropped <laughs> for a jump minute me today.
0: No, you oh, dropped for me.
1: Okay, no. What I was saying about Paul George was that I think it's it's kinda absurd the kinda, you know, reaction he gets when he doesn't play the greats. I mean, I mean if you go through superstar for superstar, everybody has a game or something here or there. I think it's just much more inflammatory on him when he does it for whatever the reason is. And I mean, for me, Paul George has been proved to me that he was a superstar in his league and that, that he belongs in those conversations and, and that he's one of those, one of the best players we have. And I think I'm just happy that he's been able to go out here this postseason and, and as difficult it is to play without Kawhi, I'm glad that he's been able to have these games and, and show people what he's really about. And hopefully that kind of that kind of tapers down because I, I don't think he deserves a lot of the criticism he gets all the time like that.
2: Quentin Richardson joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin tonight's game as you hone in on the Bucks and the Hawks. What has to happen for the Hawks to not get ran out of the building?
1: Uh, man, they got they got to control Chris Middleton and and and. And also, Trey has a Trey has to go off. I mean, I feel like totally in order for Atlanta to have have a chance, Trey has to be special. And I think Milwaukee has done a good job trying to, you know, really put their focus to, to to put a stop to everything he's doing out there.
0: I think it's interesting. He just said they got to control Chris Middleton. You know, you know, you would think okay, you got to stop Giannis, but yeah, uh, for UQ, you were like, yo, you got to control Chris Middleton. Um and you talk
2: is going to get what he going to get though, right? Q, I mean he's going to do yeah. what he do. He going to give you the yeah. 30. He going to There's. I tell I say this about certain guys in sports all the time and people look at me like I'm crazy cuz they look at the box scores. Yeah. And they think, "Ooh, ooh, ooh." It's like, "Yeah, he's good and he's dominant, but it doesn't hurt you the way Middleton hurts you because he closes it out." So you want to slow that down. Giannis hasn't proved to us that he can close it out at the level to get him to the next level. And that's why I'm like, Q, right, they got to stop Middleton. If they stop Middleton, Giannis is going to get his 30
1: regardless. Regardless. Yeah. Uh, Q, how yeah. – Giannis, Giannis is groundhog day. Right. That, that's groundhog day. He's going to – Rain, sleep, snow, he gon he gonna do what he gonna do. Yeah. And that's that's what's always that's the constant. What you have to stop is the is the other thing that doesn't always happen. And that's Middleton going for thirty and Middleton closing you out. And I, I I'm I'm so tired of the masses trying to say that it Chris Middleton and all of this but back and forth between him and Giannis, who's Batman, who's Rob Like, are y'all kidding me? Keyshawn, please, you are athlete, you know this, you played. This man is a first-team All NBAer this season, not past season. Yeah, he's won two MVPs and a Defensive Player in the past, but this year that we talking about, right? He's first-team All NBA. He was a, in the running for, for MVP for, for, he, a re- like, for a reason, though. For exactly. a reason. Don't don't play with him and do all of that like that. Like I love I love Chris Middleton to death, and Chris Middleton wouldn't even go out here saying this. And I hate the way we as the media and all this try to do that. Who's that man? Who Man, please, that's Giannis after the Kumpo team. You ask any general manager in the NBA, who do they want? And they're going to say him first, second, and third before a lot of people. And, like, no, this is no way I hate we even have to do this because in a way it kind of has to push Chris Middleton down some way. But it should never be about that. Chris Middleton is great is a great player and a great teammate and does everything he needs to do for that team. And I know they don't even have a problem with each other. That's why I hate to hear the conversation about who's this, who's that. Everybody knows that Giannis is like a top five or seven player in the world. Yeah, 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 Giannis is is
2: that dude. Only problem I have with him is I need him to guard the other team's top dude when he needs to and and not run from it. And I need him to knock down them free throws.
1: Other than that, I'm good. Keyshawn, this is the one thing I'm going to say. I can't even say that he's running from it. I'm like you. I'm from the hood in the city. I want to see him take KD and you say I got him and forget what the – I want to see all of that. But you got this what we forget, Keyshawn. He ain't grew up like we grew up. He ain't even start playing ball like when we started playing ball. So he don't – like, I don't believe that Giannis is afraid or scared or running from anything on the court, from anybody. I don't. I just think he wasn't – born and raised in that culture like we was and he doesn't know that it's supposed to be him to step up and say that he's one of those guys he really listens to his coaches bro that's
0: fair no that's fair no no
2: that's fair no like you say he really go listen to the coach if the coach says yeah get on the block
1: put your hand up he's going to be right on the block
2: with his hand up
1: that's, and that's, that's exactly really what he's been to doing it. since day one. So you can't be mad at that. And I had to take a step back and look at that because I was kind of judging too, K. I I was like, man, what's up? Man, I need you to step up and say I got KB. Y'all same size, build, and all this. I need you. And then I had to really think, sit with my boys, and we talked about. I'm like, man, he is from Greece, bro. Like he, you know, he not he may not know. What we know, and been you know, the cultures are different. He may not have been exposed to the same type of stuff we've been exposed to to know that that's what you're supposed to do. So I can't fault him for that.
0: Uh, well, I know you, you got to go, Q, but uh, real quick, how tough will it be for Trey Young tonight uh, getting around and being the Trey Young we've seen pushing the tempo for this Atlanta Hawks squad, especially uh, with that, that bruise uh, in his foot?
1: I mean, I think it'll be a wait and see type thing because I mean, you know, as an athlete, you know, when you get those little ankles, I mean, I didn't like the way he returned in the second half. When he got back in the last game, he didn't look like he was that mobile at all. But I mean, hopefully, you know, if he had a good day of rest and some good rehab, he can get that thing loose and try and try and move kind of like gives. But I mean, that's that's a tough injury. The ankle injuries are tough, especially when you want to get limited time to rehab and get better. But. uh Hopefully he can be he can be you know somewhere close to his normal self and give himself and, and give the Hawks a chance because he he has to be special for them to have a
0: chance in my opinion. Q. Rich, a former NBA player. All right, Q. Man. Uh, of course, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast. We appreciate the insight, Quentin.
1: Yes, I appreciate y'all having. Me. Absolutely.
0: Uh, we want to hear from you. You tell us uh, your NFL teams' X factor this season. Uh, call us eight 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 say ESPN. Uh, again, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio. Blue. And if you're XM, <laughs> you're going to get in trouble trouble, I'm telling you. You know. <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this bull's crazy. <laughs>
3: Riley in South Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, what's going on, fellas?
2: Hey, day one to man, I'm a big fan. Hey, Jay, I appreciate your football acumen. Hey, Zubin, you the man. Key, I appreciate you, and you down there in Carolina, too, baby. I appreciate that. More from Keyshawn,
3: Jay, Will, and Zubin next. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot We all know breakfast
0: is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any Clippers basketball, George for three. I got your glass jaw, Mark Jones. Knocks it down, makes
3: it 89-78. Paul George trying to silence the haters. Coming up with 31 through three quarters.
0: That's Jonesy, DB, Doris Burke, Mark Jones, ESPN Radio. The Clippers stave off elimination. They beat the Suns 116-102. Game five of the Western Conference Finals. Paul George turned into Playoff P, 41 points, 13 boards, six dimes. The Suns, though, they lead the series three games to two. Game six, though, going back to L.A. Staples Center on Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Radio. An MRI shows that Trey Young, he's got a bone bruise in his foot. He's listed as questionable for game four tonight against the Bucks. The Hawks expect Young to play the Bucks are prepping for Trey Young to play as well. Coverage of Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals starts at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And the Lightning take a one-game-to-nothing lead in the Stanley Cup Finals. They win 5-1 over the Canadiens. The Lightning, that's the first time they've won Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final appearance, really all time. They lost Game 1 in 2004. They did it in 2015, and they did it last year. But they get the victory 5-1, over the canadians sports center is brought to you by nature valley we bring you the energy to the mornings but sometimes the commute and those early meetings weigh you out when that happens grab a nature valley granola bar and head outside for a quick mid-morning break to experience the energizing power of nature chishon j will and Zubin on the road to training camp uh, Count down the days of the football and getting you ready for the season. I like this kind of party. We're going to be here all day, baby. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. It is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Brian Custer in for Zubin. And, you know, we were talking about uh, last hour about X-Factors for your favorite NFL team, and we were going through some of them. Uh, we asked you to give us a call, and we got a number of callers, so let's get right to them. Uh, we'll start in North Carolina. Ralph, uh, welcome to uh, KJZ. Uh, give us your X Factor.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I love this show. Um, big Green Bay Packer fan. Um, I think the X Factor is going to be whoever's going to play quarterback and what's the attitude going to be with that quarterback. Is Rogers going to be really 100% all in if he does come back? And what do we have with Jordan Love? You know what I'm saying? he's uh, He's untested. We really should have kept Boyle. I think Boyle would have been a better quarterback than Love uh, if uh, Rodgers didn't play. But that's my that, that's my position on that.
0: Okay.
2: Well, I, I think that the X Factor is a quarterback position, yeah. and it's Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers probably, even though he renewed his Green Bay-Milwaukee uh, um, – Golf course membership doesn't mean that he's going back to play for them. It certainly seemed like there's a major standoff. But, look, here's what I would say about Jordan Love. Jordan Love is more than capable of not wrecking the car, so to speak, meaning managing the situation. It's all about the coaching staff understanding what they have at the quarterback spot. A lot of times you see young quarterbacks, they get pushed into situations. You go and you think about Baker Mayfield in his rookie year. They tried to put him in shotgun, throw the ball everywhere. Freddie Kitchens didn't know what to do with him The year later. Then Kevin Stefanski comes in and understands we have this system that you can fit into. We're going to allow you to do certain things, and if we need you to do some other things, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the way Green Bay, have they would have to handle Jordan Love. The same thing happened when Mark Sanchez was the quarterback of the New York Jets. He came in. They had a good team. And he just kind of was the guy underneath the center. And they didn't unleash him
0: unless they really needed right, to. Right. And that's the way you have to approach Jordan Love until he grows. Uh, let's go out to North Carolina. Marty in North Carolina, tell us your favorite team in the X Factor, in your opinion. Or uh, not opinion.
1: X You there?
2: Yeah. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. Hello? Yeah, yeah go yeah, ahead. man, go. You there? We're <laughs> we about to hang up on you, man. Yes, we're here. <laughs>
3: See, he told you they was going to hang up yeah, on you, dog. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to say you. He
0: was trying to say Yeah, that. I was trying to give him a, a lob, but he didn't want to dunk you. Uh, let's go to the Natty. Mike in Cincinnati, give us your favorite team in the X Factor.
2: My favorite team is the Cincinnati Bengals. I would say the X Factor is going to be Jackson Carmine. Since we drafted um, Jamar Chase first with our first pick this year, I think – to protect Joe Burrow's, obviously the most important thing. We have Trey Hopkins, quit in Spain. We picked up Riley Reef, and we also have the left tackle. Yeah, I, I think the the offensive line is extremely important because, again, you got Jamar Chase, and if you can't throw the football upright, yeah. how the hell you think you're going to throw it on your back? Right. This is one of the reasons. If you've seen last year, he was one of the, although he had some some statistical box score success. Check the box scores of how many times he was hit in laying on his back. I think that is the key. Uh, Joe Burrow certainly showed flashes that he could be a, a, a good quarterback in this league for a very long time. But it's Cincinnati. Yeah. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say, it's stop. the Bengals, man. Stop, stop, stop. That's the only thing with me. Yeah. I'm
0: like, mm. uh, you know, you're right. You got to have the big fatties up front uh, so to be successful. Uh, let's go out the D.C. Uh, Leroy in uh, Washington, D.C. Give us your favorite team in the X Factor.
2: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Um, our X Factor, obvious, is going to be our quarterbacks, but it, it helps with us signing um, Curtis Samuel and um, Jackson. But our defensive line is going to take us to
1: another championship. And right quick, I thank y'all. Chris Paul, get yourself together. I took him, him and Kendrick Perkins on a tour in the Pentagon after they got hit when they were uh, McDonald All-American.
2: Go ahead and get it, Chris Paul. I love the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Doc. D-line, the defensive side of the ball, Jack Del Rio, Ron Revere has done a tremendous job with Chase Young and those guys. Chase is my beast. You know, to get to a Super Bowl, you don't necessarily have to, and I keep trying to explain this to people, you don't have to have a Hall of Fame quarterback to go to the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and win it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to do that. Maybe you Brad Johnson. Well, it's not even Brad. It's other quarterbacks as well. Never mind – their Hall of Fame numbers and statistics. I'm talking about when you have a recipe for success, and I just talked about it with Jordan Love, somebody that's not going to screw it up. Think about the last two Super Bowl quarterbacks that won. Tom Brady, don't think, it's hard, I know. Don't think about Tom Brady, New England, Super Bowl, oh my God, the greatest to ever do it. Don't think about that. Look at his box score. That's all you got to do. Do for barely 200 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. They played hella defense, and they ran the ball. They won the Super Bowl. Then go to Patrick Mahomes. He threw for about 260, two touchdowns. He had two interceptions in the game, but he was very efficient, and he made throws when they needed him to. They won the Super Bowl. You go to Tom Brady, threw for 500 and yards and lost. So you don't get caught up in the statistical game of the Super Bowl. You want to get into the tournament, and you want to make plays once you're
0: in the tournament. That's all you have to do. Of course, all of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive. Stop, stop. Look, you call me Brian Cushing. See, I didn't even hark on that. Brian Cushing. All right, we'll talk about it in the break. Uh, By the way, Caller Roulette is next. Get in line. And if you're already there, stay in line. We're going to get to you right after Key has this coming up from Straight. straight talk. And I got it and right wireless. here. I had to find it. Yeah, I there found you go. It. You found it. It's time for some straight
2: talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do. But the free Wi-Fi where you're working isn't going to cut it. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third base. Not good. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's unlimited ultimate plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month. All of America's largest, most dependable networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible devices are required. See straighttalk.com. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question.
3: 888 729 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up.
2: Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5.
3: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and Conditions Supply. See app for details.
1: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies
2: and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop
0: by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A roulette, I'm Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Brian Custer, in for Zubin, alongside Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, call a roulette here. We're going to spin the wheel. We'll call out the line, and you look, you just go. Do you know the deal? Uh, so, Ev, let's get this thing started. Spin the wheel. Let's do it. Line one. Mel from Queens. I just wanted to say that uh, I'm, I'm rocking with
2: Scotty Pippen. There's a lot of people out there that always has been diminishing Scotty Pippen his whole entire career because they love Michael Jordan so much. But if you look at those teams, you go back and watch Mr. all around, you listen to the players, if you listen to if you read Phil Jackson's book about white and black players, a lot of things that Scottie Pippen said is true. But because the Michael Jordan fans feel like in order to elevate Jordan even more they have to diminish Pippen's role, he's gonna pick him he's gonna suffer this what he's suffering right now in the media and all these narratives. But I rock with Scotty Pippen. I, I didn't read Phil Jackson's book or anything like that. And so I mean if you if, if it's in his book and he's talking about certain things. Again, it goes back to, you know, coded language, things mm-hmm. of that nature. And if that's the case, then that's the case. Right. It is what it is. Right. Scottie Pippen knows better than me. Right. I rock with Scottie too, but, I, but at the same time, you just better be sure. Yeah, yeah. No matter who it is, me, J. Will, you, a white person, whatever, when you – Claim that somebody is a bigot or a racist. Have, you gotta have receipts. You just got to have receipts on it. That's all. Have receipts. Because right. I'm sure not going to walk around and say, oh, that dude's a racist. Unless I know. Right. If yeah. I know he is, oh, I'm going to tell you in
0: a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I can't rock with that dude. Absolutely. Spin the wheel. Let's do it. Line two.
2: This is Fred from Dallas. I wanted to talk about the Niners for a second. Do you think... Uh, Garoppolo uh, has a chance to finish the season, or will he get benched for Trey Lance? I think he finishes the season Hmm. uh, as long as he's healthy. I I think he finishes the season because he's not a bad quarterback. He's just not. Hmm. I mean, I I think people look at his injuries and equate the injuries with him being a bad quarterback, and that's not the case. He is a good quarterback. Uh, He did help lead them to a Super Bowl He barely missed Emmanuel Sanders. If Emmanuel Sanders had my arms, the length of them, the wingspan, he catches that ball, we may be talking about Patrick Mahomes in a different light, believe it or not. But because it went the way it went and 49ers didn't get out of there with a W and Mahomes eventually won the game, the conversation is different. That's just how – that's the
0: reality of it. It's within – Inches, bro. That's a different take. I mean, everyone else has had a different take on Garoppolo and San Just because Francisco. they, because they're looking at it for not
2: winning the Super Bowl and getting hurt. Mm. He got hurt and missed his ACL early on. His record, his record is is impeccable in San Francisco. It's impeccable.
0: Why, why do you think then they went and went and got a quarterback? Because
2: then? he's hurt all the time too. Okay. So you can't rely on him. You can't rely on him. And the money aspect of it factors into the equation as well. Hmm. I didn't say he was a once in a lifetime can't miss quarterback. I'm saying if he's healthy, he's good. Okay. He's a good quarterback when he's healthy. All right, spin the wheel. Plus, he like to play a little bit out
0: there in the streets. Yeah, he does. You he know, does. He season. player. He is a player. Uh, line three.
1: Hey, this is Marty here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We'll talk about the Steelers. Do you think Ben Roethlisberger can get over? The proverbial pump with this uh, running back that we just
2: signed
0: in a big hearty boo boy! <laughs> now you got the Sigma's. I got Sigma's calling. <laughs> Sigma's calling. Um,
1: you know,
2: I I would say that they could, but I don't think they. I just think that Baltimore is a little bit better, and Cleveland's a little bit better in the division. I like Najee Harris. I, I've been watching Najee Harris since Pop Warner. Uh, really talented running back, but I don't know that the Steelers have enough. They re-signed Juju Smith back, but Juju, we saw what he was once Antonio Brown left and and Chase Claypool came in, had some lightning in the bottle, but he started to fade a little bit. So, We'll see. I just think the other two teams right now, roster-wise, is more talented and better. <laughs> you going to be in these streets,
0: man. what I go, do? You're going to have these sigmas thinking you're a sigma, man. Go, with the grip. I, and I'm you. just messing with you. I uh, know, but I'm just saying, see, you got these cats. Oh, boy. All right, let's spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not I'm
2: not on oh, I'm I didn't it, go online. I didn't pledge. pledge.
0: Yeah. I didn't do none of that. I, I, I
2: didn't pledge. We, I'm just messing with my kappa uh, friend yeah, over here. I
0: could put you online and we go no, back and then I used to you. slap kappas upside <laughs> the head. <I> mean, <laughs> get get out of here. You're right. Uh live five. <laughs> Mike from South Carolina for the five-time champions, the Dallas Cowboys.
2: I'm gonna say our X-factor is gonna be our offensive line, man. That's that's gonna be the X-factor. We got to make sure Zeke can run the ball and protect Dak Prescott. Because if that don't happen, our season over. Yeah, that's facts, though. Yeah, if they don't, if they don't, offensive line don't sure up, you it's a wrap. Yeah. Jerry will be back on their yacht doing the draft, you're looking right for about, players. You right
0: about that? Uh, spin the wheel. Line six. Hey, this is Gary from Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, Key, I want to ask you, what do you feel about the Eagles' chances
2: this season? Because I'm hearing all of this Dallas talk and the Giants talk. And all. What about nah, the Eagles? No, nah, the Eagles, they're they in a rebuilding mode right now, man. They, they got to uh, rebuild. Jalen Hurts, we don't know what he is at quarterback. He got the starting spot. And then my focus has to shift toward the New England Patriots when you start talking about a quarterback that is – Question marks because you say Cam Newton, right? What can he do with a team? Well, he can do a lot. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, he can't. He doesn't, he got a young receiving core. He really doesn't have anything on the defensive side of the ball. He's got a new head coach. All of those sort of things. Different than, let's say, the New England Patriots. Different than Dallas. A little bit different than the Giants. A little bit different than the Washington football team. So when you start looking at these quarterbacks that have experience, he doesn't have any. What did he start? Four games? He went one and three? Yeah. It looked good originally, and then all of a sudden it went away.
0: Yeah. Uh, Spin the wheel. Line four. Yo, right. it's Frankie from L.A. Uh, Keyshawn.
2: What's First up, man? First off, go SC. Yes, uh,
0: finally. <laughs> second off, uh, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Don't ask me how or why. But I was about to you ask you how X-factor? and why <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know Barry Sanders, that's why um do you think they have an x factor or is that person in the draft in twenty
2: twenty two no man they 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 just got it they they're a lot like Philadelphia they're in a rebuilding type situation. Jared Goff is there, hopefully he's a piece that they can build around over the years, but right now they don't they don't have much
0: man. It's all about rebuilding, yeah, you're right, spin it real quick. Line one. Hey, Sam from Allentown, Pennsylvania. I've been waiting my whole life for this. The Cleveland Browns are going to be the AFC championship this year versus Kansas City. Just don't know if it's going to be in Arrowhead or off the shores of Lake Erie. Now, what you're, do we think? you're
2: not far off. I mean, that, that, that could potentially happen. At least you didn't go out on a limb and say they're going to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think them playing in the AFC Championship game is is within reach.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure, they they got all the tools now. I yeah. mean, Baker's got especially yeah. offensively and then defensively,
2: they got a good coaching staff. They got good players. They're good.
0: Yeah, uh, another good day, man. This was fun, oh, it's man. Been fun. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. yeah, this has been another you know? good one. Uh, no stop, you no. To the noobs. Uh, we're out for Keyshawn. I'm Brian. Custer. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. Go <laughs> get that butt whooped. I'm telling you in these streets.